0: NYC musical theater performers. So grateful to be here with you guys. Uh, Man, this group has just been through so much in such a good way. And I'm really, really grateful for everyone here. And one of them being Eric. Eric, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Of course, thank you for having me.
0: Ah, uh, you are just joy. I, I, I remember getting to do a reading with you online. It was Hunchback of Notre Dame a while back. And I was like, who is this talent? Like, what? What just, to, and you need to play that role. What was the name of that part?
1: Phoebus. Oh. I never thought I was going to play him, but.
0: It wow. Was wonderful. I mean, if you felt it right, that fit like a glove.
1: Oh, that's was about it. Yes, yeah,
0: I was like. Feeling that, well, I'm so grateful. We're talking about tours. You have tour. Can you tell people about your background in touring?
1: Yeah, so um, I did get a chance to do um, two non-equity tours. One was kind of like a half tour. It was just a a role of the scarecrow in Wizard of Oz. And we really only did, I think we ended up doing three performances. Um, So it was like a, that's why I say half tour. But the big tour that I was a part of was um, I was the MC in the last national tour of Cabaret. And that was an amazing, amazing experience. Yeah.
0: Oh, that show, that story. Oh, woo! So good. I love that. Mm-hmm. And how long were you on? T- oh my gosh, my husband makes fun of me. I say tour. He says it's tour. How long were you on? T- <laughs> it's potato patata. Um, how right. long <laughs> I know. I'm like, uh, how long were you on tour?
1: Um, I was on tour um, for, it was uh, five months, six months. It was a shorter tour. I know a lot of tours will like, last about a year, um, if not longer. But yeah, it was one of the shorter ones. We we had just gone out after the equity tour was done. Um, so we were hitting a lot of the, the smaller playhouses, the more local playhouses.
0: Oh, that's great. I love that. And uh, why this topic? Why specifically, when we're talking about touring, does the topic of what happens to you psychologically come to the forefront?
1: Well, I think that um, it's one of the big things that just doesn't get talked about a lot, especially when it comes to being a performer, that we don't really necessarily address the psychological aspect about any part of our job. Um, But especially when it comes to touring, which is kind of this... uh, this really big step for a lot of performers. I know it was for me of like, I wanna go and tour. If I can get one of those tour credits under my belt, that's gonna be great because not only will I get to travel, but also it'll look great on my resume. And it does, but then you, I know I just kind of got thrown into it and I did not do my research, um, especially when it came to the psychological aspect. And that ended up being one of the big eye-opening things for me is all of a sudden being stuck on a bus with these strangers, like I had gone through a very short rehearsal period, but like now I, I was like living with these people nearly 24 seven. And like, I was like, I don't know how to do any of this, um, which is especially difficult for uh, us non-extroverted uh, performers. Um, for us inter- introverted performers, it can be really, really difficult a huge thing to take on, like all of a sudden being forced into this social experiment of sorts of just kind of like, here are these people, get along with them or don't and be miserable. Um, yeah. So I think that just being able to talk about the psychological toll of uh, being on tour and also how best to handle that is is a really valuable thing that I think everyone should be talking about.
0: Yeah, let's. Before we get into the solutions on how to best handle that, I would love for you to go into um, different things. So, first of all, I think I'll start with sharing, because what's yours, union or non union? Union? Non union. Non union. Okay, Mm -hmm. so for non union, I experienced that myself. Um, For non union, oh, there needs to be like literally a group for people who survive non union. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so for the non-union tour, talk about sharing seats.
1: So we were actually very fortunate where we did not have to because Cabaret is such a small cast. We um, had the entirety of our band, which uh, were also our performers. Um, I think there were, if I'm remembering correctly, four um, straight musicians uh, who were in, just up in the bandstand, the entirety of the, I'm, but then the rest of the performers were the Kit Kat Boys and the Kit Kat Girls, um, and so we all got to have our own two seats, and like we made that our little home, which is actually like an amazing, amazing blessing, and like we were all very grateful for that, um, especially when we were starting to injure ourselves um, and feel not so great. We could just like really take up space when we're on the bus. Um, yeah, that. You know. Right. Having having a home base is really something that I very much recommend, psychologically speaking, whenever you are on tour. Um, just wherever you can go, if you can find a space that you can just be like, this is my space. I can be here. I can just be me. I don't have to be around anyone. Else. I don't have to be a character. I don't have to be the character of a performer, which is a whole other character that you have to take on when you are a, when you are touring these places is the audiences will expect you to be a performer, their idea of a performer. Um, so that's like another hat you get to put on. Um, but there's, it's, it's really important to find those moments in those spaces where you can just be like, I'm just going to be me. I'm not going to be anyone else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There is, oh, Aaron, you're going to, Kick my tush. A friend of mine, Erin. Uh, we. Hopefully, you know her. She wrote a book called something. Baggage. That's about touring. E r i n. What's the, what's my friend's last name? Um. Shoot. But literally, th- theatrical baggage. Yes. 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 I'm in the book. There's a picture of me in there. It's actually a really bad picture, but like, <laughs> I was like, this is I'm, in I'm in a book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, theatrical baggage is a great read. She talks about different items you can get to put in your space where um so that way you're it, 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 you're spending so much time on that bus. I thought it was really great when she wrote that. I was like, this is actually truly a helpful tool. Did you read it?
1: Uh, I read bits and pieces. i it I wasn't I didn't have privy information to it until I was actually on tour, and that was just kind of like,
0: Huh. <laughs> what we need what i wish i read right negotiations all this stuff definitely check out that book oh i gotta mm. let her know that i mentioned that she'd be like ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay when you are going from one place to the next mm-hmm. and you are now in a different hotel room every time can you talk about that setting what you do for that to make it better psychological any ideas you have on that or yeah, So. Children- Two, yeah
1: absolutely i think um one knowing where you're going to be is like so key for the actuality of tour i just kind of was just like oh well i mean i'll figure out where we're going next when we're going next and that like ended up just leading to this feeling of just kind of like uh, i'm in this transient space who am i where am i um which is not a good thing um that can take a really deep toll on somebody um so finding out where you're going to be um finding out what kind of accommodations you're going to be staying in um which i mean like make friends with your tour manager um yes. the the product that the both the production manager and the company manager are going to be your best friends um if you play play right um like these people are also just kind of like making it up as they go along just like performers make it up as we go along um we're all just kind of like doing the best that we can um (laughs) and so yeah finding out where you're going to be staying for the night and then uh for me it's about controlling what you can control and not fretting about what you can't control so when i would get into my hotel room I wouldn't just like open my bags and be like this and just like look through whatever I was looking through. It was like, I had everything in the bag and once it came out of the bag, it was only to use it. And then it would go straight back into the bag. Mm. Or if I had dirty clothes that I just needed to get out of, they would always go in one spot. And it was as if I was, I like to imagine that I was just like moving. Like, I mean, I was actually moving, but it was like actually moving in like every single ho- hotel room was like my room in New York, which like, sometimes I wish that some of those hotel rooms could be my room in New York because there's so much bigger and so much swankier. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then also, uh, I was very lucky not to um, have to share a room. Um, on rare occasions, I did share a room, especially when um, one of my castmates was uh, having a a friend or a, a lover visit, I was like, go ahead, take the single room. Like I I don't need it. I'll sleep with someone in the cast. That's totally fine. Absolutely.
0: Fun. You're on tour. Everybody needs that. So
1: Absolutely. yeah. So um yeah, uh, but I was lucky not to have to share the room the most the majority of the time. But um from what I heard from the people who were having to share their room, um, creating healthy boundaries that are well communicated with your roommate. Are, it's very very key if you ever feel like um oh I don't know how they're gonna take this if I say it like this like then just say it like I mean say it in the best and kindest way you know how but it's always better to be in communication with someone than just to be uneasy about something and have it come across as passive-aggressive
0: yeah yeah I definitely get that and it, uh I, I was fortunate when I was on tours really easy with my roommate when I went went and did it. Um, but I definitely see how that could be a big issue. I mean, you're spending day in and day out. And de- oh, um, don't I just I just thought of something. Don't have the person who is your seat buddy if you are sharing on the bus to be your roommate as well. That is huge. You need it to be two completely different people. Absolutely. No, you just you need to do that every for everyone. Yeah. It's, it's a thing. It's a thing for sure.
1: It, it, that was something that like I thought wasn't going to like was going to be less of an issue. But finding those moments of inconsistency are just as important of those moments of consistency. Like finding what you can control and be like, this is my schedule. This is what I do is just as important as finding those moments of just like, I can't do the same thing for another week. I just can't, especially since you're doing the same show and you need to keep the show alive just as much as you need to keep your rest of your life alive. Like, you can't you can't get into something stagnant because with the show, like, if you get into something stagnant, then the audience is gonna be like, this is not what I was expecting. This isn't as good as I thought it was gonna be. But if you let your life get stagnant, then you're just going to end up getting this, like, general malaise of just kind of like, I've just, I've already done this. There's nothing new.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then when on tour or actually before on tour and rehearsals, what do you suggest for the introverts with, because people are, I mean, I didn't know this. I I made this mistake myself. People right away are looking at who could be my roommate. So for an introverted person, how do you recommend somebody go about that with like getting to know, like not feeling too uncomfortable? Like I'm, I'm an extreme extrovert. So it's good coming from you.
1: (laughs) Um, yeah so when it comes to just like getting to know people um, there's one book that actually I had recommended to me um, by my mentors but like this is just kind of like a general good for communication it's called how to win friends and influence people oh, yes. mm-hmm. Um and like, it's it's not like, I know that when I first heard that title, I was just like, how to influence people? That sounds like awfully manipulative, but oh, it's yeah. very much not. It's very much just kind of like, how can you get out of your shell and not be so anxiety filled, <laughs> which is really easy for performers. Um, and so like reading that book, if you're having difficulty just introducing yourself and making friends with people is, I highly recommend that. But yeah, like just introducing yourself to people and, not being afraid of what they're thinking about you, especially since uh, this is something that I I recently had uh, reminded of me that it's just kind of like, no one is thinking about you. (laughs) They're only thinking about themselves and how you affect them, which is kind of like, terrible when you think about it but that also it's like really really good cuz it's like you don't have to be nervous about what other people are going to think about you like you can just be yourself and like worst comes to worst and are going be like yeah i don't really want to spend a lot of time with you which is kind of like cool then we don't have to sit next to each other That's on the boat Yeah, exactly
0: it's not a big deal and
1: then for
0: It's so funny you're bringing up that book um, because I, as an extrovert, the things I got out of it were different. One of the things I've spoken on at literally at a, at a national conference at one point um, I spoke about this one part in the book that really made me go, ah, and it's the idea, this metaphor that we're all piggy banks. And um, when we are giving to someone, We're taking from our own piggy bank and putting in their piggy bank and then they'll have moments where they're taking out of their piggy bank and putting into your piggy bank and to think about relationships in this way if you're regularly actually like you're regularly taking out of your piggy bank and they're not giving anything back eventually you'll run out Mm -hmm. same thing goes vice versa yeah and and it was that uh, me being aware of that all the time of when I'm running empty or if the person's running empty is something that has always been such a helpful metaphor. And also like, do I want to take anything out of my piggy bank for that individual, you know, cause you don't have
1: to, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a, I had forgotten about that metaphor, but that's like perfect. Especially when you're on tour and you're with these people that like, not everyone's going to be your best friend for life. No. In fact, it's it's totally fine if no one on that tour is your best friend for life. We're all just like we're doing this, and it it when you look at it in the end, it's like this ain't RuPaul's best friends race. Like we're all just doing this because it's a job, and like it's great if you can if you can be close friends with someone on tour. But I think having a an, an expectation of personal friendliness that hopefully does grow into something more but it's okay if it does something more
0: absolutely absolutely i it, and and you never know the cast the dynamics and everything i was lucky in mine it was it was good people on the, on that cast but you you never know you never know what it's, it's it's every person every person is different and god bless that you know yeah. every person is different i love that any other tips that you have before we sign off for Uh, like last minute thoughts that you have for just like helping out like tips on helping yourself out psychologically on tour.
1: Um, Yeah. So this is a a really big undertaking, but I do think that it's important that um, since anxiety is something that um, especially performers feel so very acutely um, and that we feel physically um, develop a, develop a way to get the feelings out of your body. And, and like ensure that you do that every single rest stop, or even if it's just standing up on the bus and just like recentering yourself, finding a way to get that actual feeling that is living inside you out of your body is so very crucial. Otherwise it's just going to metastasize and it's actually going to like, not only affect you like psychologically in a toxic way, but it'll actually like make you feel worse and like, it'll affect your body toxically, which is never good, especially for a performer.
0: I love that. Thank you so much. Where can people find you on social media?
1: So you can find me on Instagram at uh, Schneider Art 23. And yeah, just find me on Instagram. My TikTok Ooh. is not up to snuff right now.
0: <laughs> oh, I literally am on TikTok just to watch other TikToks. I, I mean, if you go back and go, oh, should I fix something? I'm like, no, I just don't want to make anything. I'm just watching. oh like, uh, <laughs> One, my favorite TikToks are the ones um, where it's showing uh, gay pride, and there's there's usually a male-identifying person coming up to like his grandma or something, and showing him crying and wiping off the makeup when the sharpest words want to cut me down, and I'm I'm losing it my husband hears it he goes oh god and i another one i'm like shut up and i'm like yes, 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 yes. i have a lot of feelings <laughs> oh gosh any of those honestly just people talking about their challenges and overcoming i'm like yes like every minute i'm celebrating it's great i love it i love it Rant- oh gosh, I love Funcher. Oh. thank you So much for coming on. You guys, I definitely recommend you go give Eric a follow. He spreads a lot of joy and love and support throughout social media. So he is a wonderful human to know. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jenna. It's a privilege.